to all my gamers, geeks, fellow D&D freaks, and welcome to a special episode of Nat One Adventures. This is the recording of the Ask the DM questionnaire stream that we did on Twitch on the 13th of November. Um, I hope that you enjoy it. Again, shoutouts to everybody that participated. I will make sure to tag everybody down below. Uh, and, well, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. And um, I hope that you get the same enjoyment out of being able to either listen to it for the first time or for the second time. Uh, if you were able to make the stream. So, uh, listen, grab your snacks, grab your drinks, and uh, it's been real, it's been fun, it's been real fun. Bye, nerds. Hello, and welcome to Roll Call. Roll Call! And uh, tonight, um, we are doing a super special um, DM chat, which I am super excited about with yes. all these wonderful yeah. people. Um, are you, though? Yeah, no, are I'm really excited? happy. Are you I've sure that you're excited to, to see us? I'm not, not The at more all. you're asking <laughs> is making me more concerned. <laughs> So um, I'm going to give you guys all an opportunity to, I mean, people know who I am, but it's, that's not important, but I wanted to give you guys the opportunity to like introduce yourselves, promote yourselves. Um, we're going to just start up into the uh, top corner with uh, Danny Hurt. Hey, hello everyone. I am Danny Hurt One from Danny Hurt One. I don't, I don't got a better name than that. that that's just who I am. Um, I am a Twitch streamer. Under the same handle, fancy that, you know, consistency across brand, um, where I am streaming my first DM to D&D, like, campaign, my first try at being a DM. I am a, a big old newbie at this. It's so, that's probably why I'm here, you know, the big old noob. Um, I stream D&D on Thursdays. You can also find me at Twitter, uh, DannyHurt11, because, you know, DannyHurt1 for some reason was already taken. Um, not consistency across brand. But yeah, other than that, I really chill guy, and I just I love streaming D and D and pretty much anything. All right, what I got. Nice. Uh, moving on nice. to our next guest, uh, Wolf. Hi, I am uh, the DM Wolf. Uh, as you can find me on pretty much any platform, uh, I'm also currently on uh, TikTok as well. So hello to you guys there. Um, and I am a content creator. I have the podcast Behind the Dice. Um, me and my partner, Phoebe, uh, do that about once a month. We try to get them out consistently, but life happens. And uh, I have also been playing Blades in the Dark with uh, my good friend, Cymark, uh over here as well. So that's me. All right, all right. Uh, next up, we have Faye. Yeah, Faye, and I am the co-DM for uh, Nat One Adventures. I'm also their artist, so there's that. Uh, I'm... Art. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, <laughs> I have a Patreon, so there's probably a link to that somewhere. You, I don't know. I'm not necessarily organized today. <laughs> today is a crazy day. So uh, you can find me on Twitter under Faye Charms. Uh, so yeah, there's that. That's all I got. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on next to Riley. 
Hello, 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 hello. My name is Riley, and um, I don't got a lot of shit. I'm on uh, Not One Adventures, uh, which you can find at uh, <laughs> Not One Adventures. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm a player there. It's really cool, and uh, I'm just really, really happy to be here. <laughs> We're happy to have you. Uh, yeah. Next up, we will move on to Raspy. Hi, everybody. Uh, Dave or Raspy Screams. Um, if you are a follower of the podcast of Not One of Interest, I am the primary DM. Um, we have been doing our thing for a little over a year now. Uh, we finished yeah. up. We finished up our first campaign with eight players, and uh, then we took a hiatus, and now we're on to campaign two. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's great times. Yeah, especially since this. Oh uh, yeah, but but I'm the same boat as Danny. Uh, I decided to stop trying to look for a DM and to become a DM uh, about a year ago um, in October, and uh, I started and off with a couple guys. Thank you. Um, he's a fucking awesome DM, guys. Yeah, he's hey, amazing. I can't I can't do it with these are these are two of my my six players. And they are phenomenal, and I couldn't do without them. So, You're phenomenal. Yeah, I try that, but I'm what not going to hog the spotlight. We're going to continue the introduction. That's just... Yeah, we are. <laughs> All right. Um, moving on. <sighs> My co-pilot. Hi. I am Brandon. If you guys are, you know, friends Hi, of the show. Hi, Hi. Uh, friends of Roll Call, I am the one of the DMs and the current DM of our Vartech campaign that we're currently mm-hmm. running. I also go by Tragic Backstory uh, on Twitch slash How tragically. I know. It's, it is tragic, and no one knows the backstory yet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm super excited to do this. When I was asked to be a part of it, I was uh, thrilled to, you know, be in this discourse. I've been looking forward to it all week, so I'm excited to be here. <laughs> all of my socials and stuff are also down below here on Twitch. So, all right. And I am Cymark. I am one of the DMs Woo! for Roll Call, obviously. Yeah. Um, you can also find me on the RPG table Saturdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Vampire the Masquerade. You can also find me at until underscore May here on Twitch on uh, Thursday nights for Blades in the Dark alongside with the DM Wolf. And starting in a couple weeks, we're also going to be doing Fallout on Tuesday nights, uh, also at until May. Um I am so happy to be here. I'm so excited to just hang out and chat with you guys and answer questions and, like, have a good time. So thank you all for being here. Um, chat, if any of you guys have questions that you want to ask um, any of us, please just, like, throw it out there. Um, obviously, like, you know, try to keep them to, like, actual questions, not things like how many toes do you have or, like, something weird like that. But, you like, like pineapple. no one would know the difference. I, you know what? I okay. do like pineapple. There's also the possibility that like pineapple is amazing on pizza. Don't yeah. do this discourse. Yes, no, I don't want to go the topic of pineapple pizza. I'm allowed to say no to a question. The <laughs> enemy is screaming, so. All chat is hearing Right. Yeah. Um, in order to try to keep a little bit of um, sanity, um, yeah. I'm going to suggest that people direct uh, questions at one another, or if it's a group question, that we go in in order to kind of you know talk, chat about it, just so that way we're not all trying to talk over one another. So what? I got a nice and easy one right off the bat. Go ahead. Uh, what got you started into DMing? Uh, this is for everybody. Okay, Danny, take it away. Ooh, who wants to start this? Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll start up on this. So um, m- my whole, like, 
forte into D&D and everything is still relatively new. I started as a player just after COVID started, the May. So it's only been a year and a bit. Um, after like nine different failed campaigns, mostly due to COVID stuff and lockdowns and people not wanting to play online, I just decided, you know what? I want to give my attempt at it. Um, so for Christmas, my... <laughs> My parents were nice enough and got me a Descent into Avernus, the books, and I've been uh, playing that with uh, with my core group for the last 10 months now, yeah, almost 10 months. Um, wow. And with us starting that, I'm like, you know what? Since we're going to be online, why don't we just stream it? And that's when I started Danny Hurt 1, started my whole channel, and it's just been me uh, pretending uh, and trying to be a DM for the last 10 months. Oh, I don't think Sick. you're pretending. I think you're like, you're there. <laughs> We're doing it. We're doing it. Yeah, um, you're doing it. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're, if you're sitting right. behind the screen, you're doing it, sir. There's no, do there's no try. try. There's do or do not. Do or yeah. do okay, not. Yoda. There is no try. Um, but yeah, that's my story. <laughs> All right. Um, Wolf, what got you into oh, DMing? Oh, Lord. Um, okay, so what got me into DMing? Um... Well, I guess the, the, the real story starts back when I was in high school was playing 3.5 and a couple of one-shots in there. Um, but I could never really get like a steady game, if that makes sense. Um, and then when I got out of high school, a friend of mine and I started talking about you know playing D&D. Kind of fell through, couldn't keep steady players, and eventually I found a group of people who were like, hey, we really want to play, but no one's no one really wants to be the DM. I'm like, look, I'll run the game. That's fine. I just need a group to play with. And it just really just kind of picked up from there. That's that's pretty much what it was. It was like, if you guys don't want to play, I will run the damn game. It's yeah, fine. Circumstance, like, it, it, because circumstance. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I just kind of went from there, you know, and, and at that point it's been now six years. Wow. Dang. And I've pretty much been the DM in every game I've been in. The forever, forever DM. DM. Yep. <laughs> yep. I have a handful forever that I'm not actually able nice. to be a play in, player on, but not many at this point. All right. Uh, Faye, how did you get into DMing? So, funny story, actually. I grew up with D&D in my life. Um, my Some of my first memories are of sitting at home and watching my dad play D and D, and um, he was actually he's actually a forever DM, and so I got into D and D really really early. I started at playing three point five actually, and then um, what got me into fifth was uh, I was recruited to help with a fifth edition campaign. Never played it. Up until this point, I had sworn it off. I was like, no, it's never going to happen. <laughs> and they needed someone. And then who would have thunk that uh, my first 5th edition character would have made me love the system enough to start playing it. And then uh, I started getting the books. And I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll run it. I'll run it. People need to have an escape. And uh, this forever DM can't keep DMing forever. So uh, I took up the mantle of DM. And then I've been DMing ever since. So that's You're about... So... 14 and a half years now, going on 15. You're so old. Nice. Goddamn. 
I'm not old. I'm younger than you. Yeah. <laughs> right? Non D and D years. Right. Yeah. The love of all that's holy, Riley. <laughs> Riley, I know where you sleep. We're all young at heart. <sighs> yeah, it's great. I know where you sleep. He's just Riley. the oldest out of everyone. Perpetually young, forever. <laughs> Riley's asking for it at this point. <laughs> all right. What do you mean? Um. Raspy, how about you? Yes, hi. Uh, so, what got me into DMing? Um, well, I DM because there was there was nobody that I could really find that would click that would allow me to tell a story. Um, I started off good fifteen years ago in a three point five campaign that was run by. Um, close personal friends of a co-worker. Um, it's when I was introduced to it, and I'd always thought about it, but I've been raised in a very strict... Um, there is there is only one thing that you shouldn't do, and if you don't... If you do that, then it's not good. Um, and since then, my family's loosened up, but back then, D&D... Anything along those lines was kind of considered, eh, you probably shouldn't. Um, and so I got the opportunity to play 3.5. 3.5, I played a paladin fighter, and rolling up Talon for the first time was amazing. Being able to create something where I was like, oh, you know what, what if, what if, what if. And I had the benefit of a DM that was like, yeah, and, yeah, and... And I created this character that I fell in love with. And that's the reason why I no longer play Paladins. is because I can't do justice to this DM, to this character that I had. And it's unfortunate that the uh, stats that I had... Um, I had been in contact with this DM for about five years. And his wife went through some stuff. And some of, them, some of the things that got lost, one of it was my original character sheet. And that was really depressing, really sad, and I tried my best to recreate him, but that oh, moment... Man, I feel... I know. And <laughs> that moment, that moment when I was just trying to get back in to playing and looking and looking, and there's so many people that want to play, and so many people that don't get to play, and they're like, oh, I can never DM. You can DM! Don't get me started. I'll go to that. That'll be another question. You can DM. You can read and do basic math. You can do If a DM rat can period. cook, you can DM. <laughs> exactly. So, but I was like, you know what? Why don't I do this? And at the same time, I decided, you know what? I want to put this out there so I can listen to it years from now. Some of my kids, when they get older, my kids who are just starting to be like, hey, dad, I heard you're, you're, you do D&D. &D. Hey, dad, can we play with dice? Hey, dad, I like this. Hey, can we tell a story? Like, that is what I want to go on. D&D &D is about creating a story and having everybody being able to go, yes, and this is what I want to do. That is what I got me into, into DMing. That is what I continue to do. And if you like reading stories or you think that you can, yes, and, then I encourage you to do it because it is fulfilling. Like, I'm gonna, like I said, I'm in the same boat as Danny. Started off a year ago. I'm a little a little ahead of them right now, but you know 
that's only because I've had the support of some people that have become my my alternate family outside of my wife and my kids and my blood relations. These are my adopted daughters, my brothers, <laughs> my adopted son. Like these are my family and I could not have done that or experienced the community of D&D if I had not just said you know what? I'm going to go and I'm going to play some D&D. I'm going to tell a story. So but see, I'm rambling, Tragic, and you were afraid that you were going to ramble. <laughs> it is your turn. Enjoy. Well, I see you are rambling. <laughs> oh, no, and race. Have a ramble off. <laughs> yeah. A rambling man. Go. <laughs> um, I think it's safe to say that at least off. half of us will ramble at least once tonight. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Uh, I started D&D in a hole probably about 18 years ago when I was about 10-ish, somewhere in that, 18, 19 years ago. I was playing because my brother, I had a friend who wanted to play, and by George, I was terrible. I had no idea what I was doing. I named them some anime protagonist thing and went from it, and uh, <laughs> and they died a lot. Um, but <laughs> from that, I liked reading the books. I liked learning the lore. And a few years after playing, I was like, hey, how about I run some like tiny games or like fun things? And my brother and I would, we made our own varied system of 3.5 because we didn't have dice on us at all the time we were at boy scout functions so we would do pick a number one through 20 if you're close to the number that like that's your and you add modifier so it gets close to it we it makes no sense because you could lie but <laughs> uh we, i started like making stories for him to play and then other scouts got involved and then uh then dming for like i'd say probably dming for like 15 years so i did 3.5 and then the new hotness of 4E came out, and I was like, this is fun. And then I was like, this is complicated. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's not do this. Um, so I was definitely throughout college, I tried to get people to play 3.5, but everyone wanted to play 4th edition because it was the new hotness on the stream. So uh, my group of friends were very much, let's make anime protagonists. So they all were just the most edgy anime-esque and I had to, that's where I, I pretty much learned as a DM how to manage uh, characters that were like, I'm the lone wolf. No, I'm the lone wolf. Like, you all can't My be My parents that. are dead. <laughs> yeah. Just you a bunch can't. of edgelords. Yeah, you all, why are you here then? If you all don't want to be here, why? So I had, that's where I learned that part. And then uh, in recent years, I have had the wonderful fortune of being able to DM, you know, off stream with, Sai uh, and the rest of the roll call crew and some of my other friends in fifth edition and i think fifth edition if you're looking to get started to play or dm go for it the fifth edition is so good and with tools that we have the technology we have the tools um you can make you know fantastical worlds and all the information is so abundant and shared and homebrew so easy to do with all these things that you have everything you need to make something you love that your friends will love all it takes is you starting it i know raspberry said it but all it takes is you starting it just sitting down writing it out and getting into it and then it goes from there if you have the group you have the time to meet and you do it it rolls and if if it when, when it clicks not if when it clicks it is truly a ninth level spell <laughs> you never want to stop you never want to stop you never want to stop it's a, it's You're a, a chaos. You must play until the day you die. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm just kidding. 
Curse. You're not wrong. It's like getting <laughs> sucked into a void. Till the like... day Avernus comes and takes me. <laughs> it's no problem. <laughs> you don't ever catch me. Yeah. So I started. Um, I so my first time playing was my first time DMing, um, because we didn't have a DM, and I was like, ah, I can read. I'll do this, and that was with three point five about. Five or six years ago at this point we had no idea what we were doing it was total chaos but we had an absolute blast um and then we didn't play again um and then i met um then i met brandon and brandon was like hey let's try this D D thing and i was like all right i'm in you crazy son of a bitch so i was a player for him for like what like six months and then i was like teach me the ways of the dm yes. Um, so yeah, I've, I've been DMing at this point for uh, about three and a half years. Um, and it's just wow. like, I, I, you know, a lot of people are like, I, I feel bad for the fear, like the forever DMs, but, um, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I got, I got forced into DMing. Like there was nobody else to DM. I was like, I chose this. I wanted to do this and I still want to do it. Like, so I feel, I feel kind of lucky on that aspect. Cause like, it wasn't like forced on me. It was something that I chose to do. So. You get to torture people under the guise of, you know... I would games. never torture Don't my lie. friends. Don't lie. People have seen you on stream. Rafi, did you just point me. at me? People... Not you! I'm pointing to your sister. People... Okay, so I was I, like... I can't say that. I was very suspicious, sir. <laughs> there may or may not be video evidence there, of me torturing There is video evidence in the previous campaign where I had a character that hated Faye. And you know what? Ended up taking a level in Warlock to a fake patron. I, I don't torture people. <laughs> it's not my problem. There's much evidence. <laughs> I mean, that, that just sounds legit right there. Evidence on Twitch. That, that sounds like character development to me. I don't know what you're talking Sounds like about. personal growth. Right? <laughs> <laughs> See, with this whole thing, um, it's... When you are forced to become a DM, it kind of takes out the luster. And I am sorry... Um, viewers, if you are ever forced in that position, do not feel forced, okay? If you feel the pull towards becoming a DM, whether people are pushing you towards it or they are not willing to do it, do yourself a favor. Go and ask around. If you know another DM, go and chit-chat with them and then do yourself, again, the hugest favor, sit down and go... You know what? I would like to see about creating a story because you've done this now with a character or two or five thousand three hundred and forty-two now on D and D Beyond, not sponsored. And <laughs> it's if it's if it works for you to be able to create a backstory for your character, it's not that much of a leap to go and create yourself a small town. From that town. You create another town. There's a road. Then there's forest. Then there's this. And you start off small, which is a hint. And then you go from there. Because if you can create a backstory for a character that you love, it's not that much of a step up to sit there and create yourself a world that you enjoy. That you're like, guys, check this out. There are machines everywhere. And you know what they do? <laughs> they kill everything. And you have to survive. Roll me some dice. Some of my, some of the best advice I've ever received was actually from my dad, who was who's the forever DM that I learned how to play D and D from. Um, he said to me when I first mentioned that I wanted to learn how to DM, he said, 
go and watch your favorite show. Pick out the things that you enjoy from that. And then take that and tell me how you're going to describe that to me. And so I did. It was my week-long project. And so I watched my favorite show like five or six times. Then I came back to him and I was like, okay, well, this is how this goes. And this is how I would incorporate it to a world. And he goes, all right, now go watch a different show. Pick something that you like from that and incorporate it. And that's how I began my world building. I didn't, I didn't sit down and draw a massive world. That didn't happen first. I picked a little nuance from something that I enjoyed. I was like, I really like this specific thing. And now I'm going to take it. One of my brothers started DMing recently and he is obsessed with League of Legends, not sponsored. <laughs> and so he took inspiration from League and began DMing that way by enjoying that concept. And he knew everything about the lore, all of the characters, all of the champions, my bad. Um, <laughs> Same thing. So he's just started DMing from that way, from that beginning. And so, you know, you can DM based off of your favorite video game, movie, or whatever. My dad is still taking inspiration from Call of Cthulhu books and you know, second edition and first edition, of which we still have the physical copies of because we're spoiled. <laughs> the, the I'm not handing them over, are... recipe. You have to go and find them on the internet yourself. Go go scour eBay. <laughs> Good luck. Um, you know, he's still pulling things from there. I mean, at one point in one of the campaigns, of which I actually have my character from said campaign, uh, one of the 3.5 characters ended up with a second edition sword because we went into Undermountain. Okay, sure. And so, you know, you can do whatever you want. You can even take Ferran, the Wizards of the Coast world that they hand to you, and go, I don't really like this. I'm going to change this, 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 and this thing. Because I don't like it. It's your world, your DM. What you say goes. And the second biggest thing that young DMs don't understand, especially now because they're not written in the books anymore. The books are a suggestion, not law. They are not the rules. <laughs> Remember like that. Guideline, really. Yeah, definitely. So if I'm, you I'm look curious. at the Dungeon Master's Guide, it says look at the first page. Oh, I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so I do want to sidetrack real quick because I, I heard Raspy say it and I heard Faye say it. And I already know what Brandon's answer is. So I want to ask Wolf and Danny and I want to see if I'm the oddball out in this oh, situation. Oh, yeah. You didn't know I was dead glad yeah, you were oh, yeah, the yeah, oddball yeah. out. So, no um, what you are. Yeah. Wolf, when you are world building, do you start small as well? Sometimes. Sometimes I do. Other times it's a, I have an idea of where I wanted a story to go and then I built from the story. Okay. So right. it really just depends on, on what I'm working on. My homebrew world that I started with started with a very small concept. It was a school. That was it. That was all I had was a school. And I took that idea and I built out around it and then built the backstory into how that came into play. With my regular game that I play on a Wednesday night, it started with, what if a group of Avengers had to fight a deity? And literally went from there. Okay. 
All right. One left. Dan Danny, I know that you are you you've only run Avernus, right? But do you when you're planning things out, do you start small too and then work out? Um what like you just said, and I'm going to say again, it's like, yeah, I've, I've only run published material myself. Um, so I haven't done a whole lot of like world building. It's like, but like with any published material, that is just a, a guide to get your players going right. on it. They can go and do whatever the hell they want. My guys didn't even have to go down into Avernus if they didn't want to. Raise a bizzle. They, they would have. Yeah. Um, but um, like for myself, when I, when I first started doing like my prep and everything for that, I overshot by a lot. I will say I, I might have looked like a little bit too big. I I have not had to prep anything since like January fifteenth because I had, I had enough prepped that there's still like I can still go a couple sessions before I start running out of like what I've built around it and whatnot. Um, so I think I I overstepped a little bit there and I could have like either like done a little bit more in smaller portions. Um, but I I think that's that's the biggest thing. It's you start with a vague idea and then you go in from there on that. It's like, you guys are all talking about starting small and going big. I'm like, what is the end goal? And go in from there and then find my starting point is how I would look at it. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's a, that's a solid answer. Uh, so I, I'm not entirely the oddball out, but I am the one who was like, ah, yes, the world. You're the oddest ball out. Everything. 50,000 Word documents, 50,000 Excel I've spreadsheets. Seen I've seen <laughs> like, them, and I'm like, how did you do this? Agriculture. Making my head hurts, <laughs> like, You're making my head hurt. That was me. And I, and I, and I, have, I will tell you, I've tried... Because Brandon and I have had this conversation. Mm -hmm. I've tried doing it the other way. My brain does brain not work like and that. And I tried doing it your way, and it don't work. <laughs> brain she, don't work like that. Sai made an entire restaurant based on the colors of the dragons and you go in you spin the wheel whatever color you land on you go to that area and they each have their own distinct menu profile and pricing for one restaurant <laughs> that we technically never had to go to but now that the players have we want it everywhere <laughs> So See, so yeah, I I go broad, I go broad, but I don't. So I I agree. I think that the best way to start getting into it is to take small idea. I think that that's the easiest way to do it. But my brain don't work like that. My my brain can't do it. Yeah. See, in in regards to that, um, my brain has a million ideas, and if I don't connect them from a starting point then literally you would look at my world and it would be someone decided to take a whole bunch of paint cans and throw it at the map and go, what is that? Yes. And there would make no sense. So mm -hmm. the fact that you can go, I have all these ideas and then I'll take them and I'll pinpoint them to one. I personally can't it's, do it's that. It's like that meme of the guy with all the red strings, just like, oh, and then you go like this. Like, that, exactly. like that's that's well, that's exactly yes. what it is. I know, which, exactly. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Um. So here's 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 my question. <laughs> my question for everybody is is uh, the general question of when you get the chance to be a player, are you super excited about being a player, or do you really miss being behind that screen? And being the spectator going, I get to watch a story unfold. 
So um, I would like that question for anybody, whoever would like to go first. I got you on this one. Personally, as a DM, because I end up with some of the most chaotic players I've ever seen. When they take the turn to be the DM, it is so much fun to be able to take that and flip the script on them. <laughs> yep. And become the chaotic mess that they have been playing the entire time. On top of which, and I know how spiteful that sounds, it's really just me having fun with it because I also don't have to turn around and play 50 different voices on 50 different characters. I can focus on my one character at a time. Okay. That's fair. Uh, I'm both. <laughs> I like, uh, I love uh, being the chance to play. I have so many player ideas. I have so many, like, different things I want to do, different things I want to try. Um, I'm also like, what's the newest thing out? Let me aggregate that into my stuff. But also, <laughs> uh, when I'm a player, especially when Sai is the one uh, DMing, it's kind of, I don't want to uh, say, it's not like, it's like a proud parent. I just like being the player on the other side, like seeing what I've helped make and just experience and go, I wonder, I wonder if Sai's going to, yep, okay, there's my trauma. Okay, moving, okay, good to know. <laughs> Here, have some trauma. Here, hey, um, I, they, uh, there's always that thought whenever, you know, I'm a player and if I'm a, if I'm a player um, for a DM that I have DM before, my thought is, all right, I know what I put them through. Now, what are they going to be like? Hey, remember that time that you made this happen? You made me sell my my friend's soul to, you know, to resurrect somebody? Have some of this. And I'm just like, <laughs> it's beautiful. I hate it, but it's beautiful. <laughs> I can't stop it. Yeah, I, I know that feeling so much. Oh, God. Don't need to get me started uh, with you, Faye. Don't get me started oh, with you. Yeah. So, for me, I enjoy both sides of the screen. I love being behind the screen and knowing, oh god, you do not do that, and being like, should I ask you? Are you sure you want to do that? Or if I just want to hold off and be like, mm, no, you're going to reap what you sow. The other thing is, I love being a player because I get to create an incomplete backstory and go, here you go, DM, here's a gift. <laughs> Which... I'm sure I will have with my uh, paladin with uh, behavioral issues. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, enjoy that, guys. Um, I don't know Whatever what's going to happen. Mean. I'm clueless. So it's it's fun for me because cause I, on both ends of the spectrum, it's like the DM knowing how everything ends up working and knowing that... They're going into a cave that's going to lead them into the Underdark or something is so much fun because I'll be like, you don't want to do this. You don't want to deal with Hookhorse or, or Dro or Snurf Neblin. You just don't. Mm -mm. You want to turn your happy butts around and walk back out. And the other part of it is like, I want to be that player who's like, I'm going to do this because I feel like it would be appropriate for my character. And you know what? I, I don't care if the DM is like, you don't want to do that. I'm going to do it anyway because my character says yes. <laughs> <laughs> so for me it's like I like both. Why not both? Both, both, both is good. What, what about you? What about you, Danny? I wanna I wanna hear I wanna hear about Dan. Dan Danny Danny being the I thought I was the newbie, but apparently I got Danny beat. I wanna know from Danny. Danny, what about you, man? Come on. Um so I'm gonna say I'm extremely lucky with my core group of five. Uh we, we all started together last September that all five of us are okay DMing. 
and have DM'd in the last year. Um, so it's like with me, my Avernus campaign that we run on Thursdays, our bi-weekly Thursdays, every second Thursday. The other Thursday is my buddy Brian, who's been playing D&D maybe two weeks longer than me. He's DMing a uh, Dungeons & Diablo homebrew that he's Ooh. made up for that. Um, that and then it's like the other three, we've all run one-shots. We, we are all planning campaigns. Um, I'm actually really proud. Even though she's been playing D&D the longest, like she's been playing since the 90s, our friend Steph is like trying to DM again. And she has teenage kids. And yet her kids were like annoying her yesterday by coming upstairs and like, Mom, what happens when we roll this? When we roll this, she's now going to be DMing a campaign for them starting next Saturday oh, for her amazing. and her friends. Um, so I'm extremely lucky where I'm not a forever DM. I, I choose to DM because I like it. But when I want to be a player, I can be a player because all of my other friends who are players want to be DMs too. And that, that, that that's just how lucky I am because not all groups are like that. And there are people who do get stuck in that like forever DM. And I don't e I don't want to say it as a negative way or anything like that. People want to be forever DMs sometimes. They prefer to be behind the screen. So it, there, there's a lot of people who are like, oh, you're a forever DM? That sucks. It doesn't suck. It's personal preference on how you like to play. You're still playing D&D. &D. You are still world building all together with them. You just have a couple more characters to take care of and figure out. Um, but yeah, that's... <laughs> That's what that is for me. I, I like both sides, and I'm lucky enough that no matter what, I have the chance. I, I was a character yesterday. Thursday I DM'd. Wednesday I played. Yeah, this is my fourth day in a row doing something D&D-based. Mm. That's just how it is. Nice. nice. Um, I, think I don't know. I, I, don't know. I was going to say, Cy, do you, do you want to answer that? I think we have a question from the clock app. But, yeah, I'll uh, make my answer real quick, and then we'll we'll take the TikTok question. Um, I like both. I'm happy with both. <laughs> quick, easy, simple. Quick, cool. easy, simple. Uh, That's my code. <laughs> uh, to, answer, to answer my own question real quick, um, I like to play, but I found that I am enjoying being the ringmaster of chaos a little bit more <laughs> than um just playing so uh but that's my answer we have a question from the clock app so yes wolf what is the question Hit us. let him respond to tiktok real quick mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, i'm good so what was the question from the clock app so the question from the clock app for everybody was what is your favorite module to run if you have one? Like, like pre-con module type deal. What is your favorite module to run for Dungeons and Dragons? What What is the one? If you go to it every time, what is your favorite module to run? Size. So I, I mean, that? you have your answer of what you want. Rob, you want to say it's for you. It's a little different. <sighs> So I have not actually run a module, um, but I think the one that I would prefer, based off of what I know, would be um, Strahd. Oh, good choice. Because it's kind of right up my alley. Fair. Uh, <laughs> no. I think I think my module would actually have to be. I'm thinking that eventually I will have to. Um, convert it from second edition but i really want to run tomb of horrors and the return to tomb of horrors 
because I have not seen a fifth edition version of that anywhere, which is upsetting to me. But as a player, I played it as a player in second edition, and um, I thoroughly enjoyed it from the player perspective, and I really want to eventually run it in a different edition for other people to experience, because not a lot of people can sit down and learn second. Infernal Machine Rebuild. It exists, sir. Infernal Infernal Machine Rebuild. Thank you, sir. Oh my god. I was gonna say, it's like, I'm pretty sure I bought on Rule 20 the the Tomb of Horrors on there, because I was gonna do it um, with a bunch yeah. of my players. Yeah. Yep. It, yeah. It, it's on there, like, pre-made on Rule of 20 already with, like, all the tokens and everything, so it's like, and, and uh, it is 5e. Yeah. And it's on D and D Beyond again. Not sponsored, but it's it's there. That's why I was like, pretty sure I've heard that one because I was looking through something that, mm -hmm. that had it on there. But yeah, it's Infernal Machine Rebuild. Sure. Go. Um, in my case, never, ever, ever run a module. The only ones that would pique my interest, one, I would need so much undivided time to do, to do a Curse of Strahd. I'd rather play in one than to try to run one because just looking at it, I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, like, it's overtly complicated, at least to me, and just the whole aspect of it is looks amazing. Most of the people that I follow that do it, like, applause to you for doing it. Um, me, personally, if I was going to do one, and I've given it consideration, one of the newest ones that come out is the, um, the Witchlight. Uh, that looked really interesting with the whole, um, the whole trap, the traveling, uh, carnival and all the chaos that ensues with that. It just, it speaks to me on many levels. Uh, that would be personally what I would run. Um, but any, any of the other modules I've never run and I, I took, I've always done all my stuff homebrew. And that's just that's just me. So that's what I that's what personally I would go for would be one of those two. Curse of Strahd, if I could have a, a, a teacher, a sensei, uh, to, to help me to get that. Otherwise, uh, definitely Witchlight. Uh, for me, I mean I, I know Strahd frontward, backward, but if I had to pick one, my favorite one to run, Tomb of Annihilation. Because I am, as Cy knows, just a monster to players. And what better <laughs> than a constant, unceasing dungeon delve? <laughs> just, <laughs> hey guys, do you feel well rested? Stop that. Get going. <laughs> like, keep on. You just moving. like zombies. You just like zombies. Yeah, admit it. I, you just like zombies all the time. Just, just, admit it. I just, I mean, yes, but also, I there's just so much in that that you could just. If players aren't ready, like to go through it as a DM, you're just you. I always warn them, but I'm always like, so guys, just so you know, you guys want some backups <laughs> because I don't pull punches in this this module. It's gonna happen uh, where you're gonna be put into a situation and one of you will probably die. And I love it because when you get the right group of people for it, it's just. It's like a it's like a really fun slugfest between friends. Like the party's like, ha ha, we we beat this challenge. The DM's like, cool, d do it again <laughs> and again. <laughs> and so I just I just I just like that whole aspect of it, like the the pressure of it. I mean, Strahd also has it. I just I just know that one 
Like, so I'd want to play that one, so I wouldn't TPK. TPK. Don't tempt me, Riley. Do not tempt me. I, as the character, if we all die, Riley, I don't want to do it. See, as the forever player in this group of people, I just want to take a moment and be like, you know, just give because. I know that I could never do any of the things that you guys have done, but you know, y'all are freaking amazing. And you know, you, I, you know, you, know you can, yeah. right? You, you can. Know you, can. You, you absolutely can. The powers with you. I guess that's what this. I guess that's what the stream is for. Yes. Hey, the only person in this entire group that knows Riley better than me is this lovely being over here, the 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 rebellious daughter so, that I adopted. Yeah. Riley, Riley, I love you. And you can do this. And when you decide that you're gonna spread your wings to be wings to be a DM, we're gonna be right there. Okay. And we will help. All you. right, fine. I will rephrase you this. I'm a forever player Riley? until I am not a forever player. Yeah. Riley, okay, I love you. you I love you, dear sister mm -hmm. of mine. Mm -hmm. But you can and you will eventually, because you've already tried, and I know you've tried. So you don't. Will. Do not, do not lie to our viewers today. I'll drink to that. I'll drink to that. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Uh, Dan, I will suggest answer, answer the uh, question yeah. as well. Um, personally, my favorite one that I've run thus far has been uh, the Lost Laboratory of Qualish. Ooh. All right, all right, all right. It, it was Beyond the Barrier Peaks, I believe, in 3.5. Oh, okay, all right, okay, all right. Okay, okay. And it's just it's just enough of that weird science fantasy meets fan uh or science I fiction meets it, yeah. fantasy. Okay. That it 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 throws people off their game just a little bit from what they're expecting. And I enjoyed it so much because there's so much you can do and play with over there. I mean you literally have things like not to spoil it for people who haven't played it, but a Medusa that rather than turning people to stone turns them into glass. Mm -hmm. cool. That's cool. Sigh, we're going to play this one. You and me. We're gonna play <laughs> I'll run it for you if you want. All right. Dan, just go. saying. Yeah, for for me, um, I, I a lot of people have said Curse of Strahd. Like, that, that's like half of us so far. I will say, I want to play in Curse of Strahd. I don't want to DM it, and not because I don't think I can, because it's such a well-fleshed-out world. Like, it's Ravenloft and Strahd has been around for freaking forever. Um, mm -hmm. I want to be a player in it because I want to play in that that gothic horror setting and, and to be scared shitless and just everything like that. So it's like, I that'll be the one I, I want to play in. Uh, for DMing, I mean, I, I got to shout out my descent into Avernus. I, I, I love it so far. It, it's been so easy to, to kind of figure out and to manage. And now that we're into Avernus and it's opened up into a much more sandboxy world... Um, where I'm actually able to like figure out a lot more in it. I have a map, and it's like, freaking do whatever you want now, and we'll get there. I, I really like to send into Avernus as a module. It gets a lot of flack, and I I, I understand the flack, but I, I also think it gets too much sometimes. Avernus is amazing. Zariel is a great BBEG, yep. and I think everyone should give it a shot there. Um, other than that, I would say Tomb of Annihilation as well would be a fun one. Hey, that would, that would be a very fun one. We, we love our, our dungeon slogs. We love I them. love a good dungeon delve. So um, just so everybody um, knows, I do have 
Curse of Strahd. And I would like to run <laughs> Curse of Strahd yep. eventually. Yep. So, at uh, some point... I mean, I'm, I'm, let's I'm all, there. Let's I'm all there. look at our calendars. <laughs> I was going to say, we might, have to, we might have to wait for some things <laughs> to, uh, to ease out. But I do eventually want to run Curse of Strahd, so... I am. Strahd is one of the Dibs modules Strahd. I have not right here, like, fam. read through. I'm right here. Let's go. Dibs on Strahd. I swear. Yeah, I called Dibs. If it were for the fact that Raspy and I are not in the same vicinity, Raspy and I would be like arm in arm, skipping in your direction. Like, let's fucking go, bro. We're <laughs> handed over. I'm Curse doing it. It's one of the ones Sign I have up. not read yet because I don't want to spoil <laughs> it. Like, I, I'm like, I'm like, I, I am not reading this. I, I'm not. I, I see so many streams doing it. I see so many actual plays on YouTube and whatnot. I'm like, no, I, I want this to be fresh for me. I want it to be new, and I don't want to spoil anything. Good. It'll, what, good. it'll, it'll make the pain more real for you. What I have discovered from listening to various podcasts, shout out to not only everything that Sai has been doing, uh, not every, not including everything that Michikit is currently doing, um, Crit Out of Luck, the last song of Arcadia is a continuation of a Curse of Strahd campaign. I mean, tossing all of those out there, just listening to it, one, the DM needs to know their stuff. And, like, just being able to have that psychological effect on the players and being like, yes, all of a sudden, you this, this, and you go, oh, shit, that's actually Strahd. <laughs> We're fucked! Like, everything that I've seen, it's just amazing. So, I mean, Danny, not reading it kind of helps you at the same time. You and I need to be in the same boat of we need to go and read that because that's going to pull into, like, you're doing Avernus right now. I'm doing mine. I still need to create, on top of what I think of for a BBEG, you have multiple things you can pull into there that would do a lot of fucking shit like excuse my french but you would do <laughs> well to go and read it if you go and read it and you message me hey raspy i'm reading it i gotta go and read it right now okay like i'll fucking go and find it okay all right like i just not to steal the spotlight but in regards to all these modules the modules themselves everybody are a great way to dive in if you are uncertain about doing any homebrew like ah, i don't feel like my little town of what's it calls it is going to be really entertaining with the one tavern and the one blacksmith and the one livery with three horses one of them is halfway lame is going to be able to pull shit and then your module that you find it's going to be a good starting point okay so like I don't know. I am all for telling people go and be a DM if you do not find people that can DM for you. Um, personally, I wish that I could have a whole bunch of people that I didn't feel like they left out. I have six people right now. I would love to be able to open it up to a couple more if I could have it and be able to get my podcast into a two and a half hour span and everybody feel like they've done shit. Like... <laughs> If I didn't have to worry about the time, I would run for six hours. I would have no problem, and everybody could do whatever the <laughs> hell they wanted to. But I got to adult, and it sucks. Yeah. So I can only do so much. So do yourself a favor. Don't quite look at me in the eyes right here, okay? I'm, I'm close right here, okay? 
Yeah. Stop doubting yourself. You personally can do this. So if you feel like, I thought about DMing, then yes. If you thought about DMing, you can DM. And I personally believe in you. And if you need any any help, then you can sit there and you can message me here on Twitch. If need be, you can ask Sai for my ID on Discord. I will personally help you. If I can't help you, then Faye is going to help you. Because Faye has bounced <laughs> shit off of me so much that I have increased my DMing skill because of this beautiful creature. I don't know what you're talking about. You like... <laughs> I will put it this you way, personally, because yeah, you bring up a good point. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, if you've ever thought about it, you can do it. More so than that, if you can tell a story, point blank, if you can tell a story, you can DM a game. Yep. If you it's can really tell a three-sentence three story about something that's happened to you last week, then yes, Wolf, <laughs> you can DM. Yeah. <laughs> it's simple as that. All the right. other thing is, for those of us who, for those of our listeners who enjoy anime, you can isekai your game. You can literally go, let's just take our our my players and make them create themselves in D and D, and go, okay, pick a class, yep. generalize your stats, and then plop yourself into this D and D world. What are you gonna do? Your your D and D your 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 reality people who know about D and D somewhat, and go. Okay, I'm in the world of D&D now. What am I doing? And let them go off, because then they're not having to create a whole new personality for a character that they don't necessarily know the world that would have shaped them. Instead, they're playing themselves. That could be a totally interesting campaign idea. You know, you can have fun with so, that. Sorry, cool. I don't mean to keep doing this. You just reminded me of something that somebody told uh, on TikTok said, Last week, literally, one of the guys that I follow, his name is the Forever GM. Ooh, great guy. He has fantastic advice, fantastic stories. Great guy. And literally, he said the way that he starts a lot of people off, if they've never played, is what superhero do you want to play? Yes. Nice. What superhero do you want to play? Because it's that simple. Do you want to be Wonder Woman? Cool. You got this, 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 and this. You want to be um, Batman, you got X, Y, and Z. And you can build off of that to create the character. So doing it the same way with, with anime, if I wanted to play Ichigo from Bleach. <laughs> there's ways to do that. Yeah. Why would you bring my favorite anime into this? <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to play uh, Edward Elric from Full Metal Alchemist? Do Ooh. it. Ooh. Artificer. Oh. Yep. To jump off of Wolf's thing and see see Tragic, I can, I can talk way more than you can, so you gotta keep up. So, here's the thing. The other thing that, one, hasn't come up yet, but is more than accepted in my personal campaign and my personal beliefs, if you yourself feel like you are inadequate in any direction whether it is you are handy capable or you are neurodivergent or you identify as a gender that most people do not accept that is okay make that character 
You want to make you want to make a druid that the only way that they tr they sit there and walk and interact is because they have a bunch of familiars that go around and speak for them. You have a toucan that talks for you and a bear that walks for you because you do not have the ability to walk because your lower limbs are gone. That is perfectly acceptable and it's perfectly okay. Bring it into my world because you are allowed to be who you want to be in this world. If there is something in IRL that you cannot be, D&D gives you the option, TTRPGs give you the option of being yourself and being accepted. If you are not accepted, you come talk to me. You come talk to Sai, Wolf, Tragic, Faye, Danny. You come talk to one of us. One, we will handle that shit for you. And two, we will hook you up. That is a 1,000% guarantee from Raspy Screams. We will hook you up. We know that? people. We know yes. people. Your monopoly money yes. will kill 100% yes. have return on it. We will hook you up. Monopoly money. I, gotta get my monopoly <laughs> I am a trillionaire in monopoly Man, money. Man, y'all, you know, y'all, that's a little too rich for my blood with that monopoly money. I got, I'm going to have to bow out of that. <laughs> so then you come talk to Raspy, okay? You go, Dave. And I'd be like, what's up? I want to play XYZ to the power of 13. Cool. Yes, and the other the thing worlds, is the world of TTRPG is all about inclusion. It's all about yes, and and yep. I again have learned this from the interactions of the people on the screen and various others that are on the TikTok app and everything. If you cannot be who you are, then you come to a different table where you can. We are here. We are available, and we will help you. I guarantee and, that. D&D is not meant to be toxic. If you're at a toxic table, leave. Cut it out. Oh, you're gonna make me you cry. don't need that shit. <sighs> Toxicity is not good for you. Seriously, if you have at least one toxic person, either talk to your DM, unless the DM is that toxic person, or walk away if the DM refuses to do anything. Because you don't need that. That, in your life, is not good for you. It's gonna... It's gonna hurt you mentally, you're going to get all kinds of, of really bad vibes. You're not going to enjoy the game. Just walk away. If you are not allowed to be a changeling who can change their appearance based on their, how they're feeling when they wake up and they're like, no, I want to have shaved hair Monday because I feel like a dude and he has shaved hair and he's got tattoos all over himself because that's freaking awesome, then why are you still at that table? Why are you letting people dictate what you're allowed to play? Because no. if the next day you're like, no, my character has really long, luscious golden hair, she looks like Rapunzel and she's going by she now, you should be allowed to have a gender-fluid character. Yeah. And if you decide to make them a changeling to better cooperate with their gender fluidness then let them do that be who you want to be because D&D is meant to in invoke that allows you to be that D&D is meant to be your escape from the bullshit of reality for at least a little while and don't let anyone ever tell you otherwise
That's ever. very true. Very, very well said. Wise let's, words. Let's get another question from Riley. I know you got a list, and I know we don't have a lot oh, of time. Oh, yeah. And we got one from TikTok. Yeah, I got a list. Um, yeah, uh, so, uh, <clears throat> you know, all this stuff, you know, being a DM seems uh, pretty daunting. So I was just wondering if there were any specific hurdles that you guys personally had to cross, and uh, if such, you know, um, how, and if so, how did you overcome them? Hmm. That's a good question. Uh, <laughs> any specific hurdles? Probably, and that's still a hurdle I struggle with, as Cy knows, is um, there are no... there. I have notes, but there's not, like, notes, like a lot of people take, like Cy does. Um, it's all up here, and I struggle with uh, sometimes separating that out uh so then i have a clear distinction of what's going on in my games or like what i'm planning on doing in things i have a lot of times where uh my notes will all they'll all be up there but the person running that front desk is using a rolodex it is like 365 <laughs> years old and is like i can't see quite right and is flipping through the pages so then uh there's a lot of times uh for off stream games where i will push myself with that and i try and get better with notes and stuff on stream i have notes because i don't want to look like a complete fool in front of people uh, <laughs> what are but... notes oh no yeah oh, y'all taking I notes bad. i thought i was bad oh no <laughs> Whew, i feel a lot better now <laughs> um for me i i'd say my biggest hurdle uh starting into it and like i'm not gonna blame that i that I, it's because I didn't get into like D and D and TTRPGs until later in life. Is sometimes like that role play and getting into that different characters and whatnot. Um, some mm -hmm. like when I started out, I struggled sometimes with my one character as a as a player. You know, jumping to and fro. And when I started DMing, I'm like, oh shit, am I am I going to be able to do this when I have 10, 12, 15 different NPCs that I I have to try figure out and RP with all my players. Um, they have been very helpful with that, though, in the sense where it's like, I think it was after our second session, one of, one of the players kind of DM'd me afterwards and whatnot and explained how he wanted some more RP in this one situation that I kind of brushed over. And I'm like, oh, let, let, oh for sure, for sure, let's work on that then. I, I apologize for that. Um, Brit, fast forward to now, 10 months later, we just had, it was a three and a half hour session on Thursday. Not a single bit of combat was done and it was just straight rp for the whole four hours they they <laughs> entered a new encampment fort knucklebone and it was just straight me being different uh different npcs in that whole in that whole fort and it, it just it felt natural finally which was really nice that's great there's nothing there's nothing wrong with a session full of rp oh yeah <laughs> not at all there's nothing not at all. wrong um, for, for, <laughs> for those out there that think that you need to have combat all the time, but you will have, if you're going to be damning, you will find that there is going to be time people like, you know what? I've had a shitty day. I want to smash something. Please make it happen with an encounter. So yeah, that way cool. I can literally second level smite something into the dust because I've had a bad day. And that is okay. But there are times where literally the story is so good that as a DM, you're like, I'm going to zip my lip and I'm going to let them do what they want. 
Yeah, and yeah that happened a couple times. Exactly. And so in your in your in your instance, awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I need to listen to your shit. You're gonna send it to me. <laughs> There's no question. You're gonna send it to me and I need to listen to it. Um That is personally one of the best things for me is when my players take over on role play without any prompting on my end. I I love that when they have enough investment in the story and there's just that moment that takes over and they can literally just I will forget that I'm even there sometimes and just watch it and listen <laughs> to what they're coming up with. It's fantastic. Yeah. You sit back and you have that proud dad look. Exactly. Yeah. And then they ask you a question, you're like, oh shit, I'm, that's me. I am on the okay. other end of the spectrum where my lack was in combat. Um, that was where my struggle was. RP all day long, all day, every day. <laughs> Um, so actually I took, um, are these mini campaigns we've been doing, I designed the ones that I'm running specifically to be combat heavy so that I could be get better at combat as a DM. So mm -hmm. I felt like that was the best way to try to do that was to just chuck as much combat out there as I could and figure it out as I went. And yeah, it's, I think it's kind of That's better. why I have our Dungeons and Diablos on our alternating Thursdays. Diablos just all combat. Solid. Oh, oh yeah. I think I will be an odd odd man out in this. Uh, my biggest DM hurdle actually was um, my first experience DMing. I was with a bunch of experienced DMs. It was a 3.5 campaign. My struggle was uh, hurting my control over my party for the first time because they were all very experienced and they were all very headstrong and they had very specific views on how things should have worked and when I said it didn't go the way they wanted it to they got upset and walked away and while that's totally valid and you if you get upset and you don't want to hurt someone because you're that upset absolutely walk away but you can't blame the DM if they're making that decision for a logical reason and a lot of the time in that session um I found that I had to make a lot of concessions to them, which I shouldn't be making because I'm the DM and what I say is go goes. As the DM, that's kind of the thing. You set that DC and that should be the DC for logical reasons. And my players at the time did not necessarily agree with me. And that proved to be an issue. And that was my biggest hurdle, was uh, asserting my control over that session. And how did you overcome that? <laughs> they left. Um, I took a lot of time off, actually, from DMing. Mm. Um, and I ended up not coming back to sit behind the screen for a few years. Um, and finally, what prompted me to come back was actually I switched um, editions, and after the <laughs> switch, I found that, um, teaching that really well-experienced group was like teaching toddlers to walk. They had no idea what they were doing. <laughs> I was like, great, because you have no idea what you're gonna do and what you're doing in this edition, you're gonna listen to me now, right? <laughs> and so it, it changed the whole game for me as the DM in that situation, especially for them, because... 
I was their source to rely on. And they had to listen to me. <laughs> and it worked. Oh, that's understandable. I think we've, we've all had those, like, headstrong players who were like, no, it's this way or it should be this. And it's like, no, no, it's... We, we, we can come up with a with a solution to this, but it's not doesn't always have to be your solution and whatnot. It's like, I'm the DM. What I say is the final word for it currently at the table. If we want to hash it out afterwards and, and whatnot, tell me why you think it should be this way. But at this table, at this time, what I say is going on that. And um, it's like when I first started out DMing and whatnot, because all my players had been DMing before and they all had played fifth edition for a while, there, there were times where it's like they'd talk over me or they'd question me or something like that. And I am, I am extremely lucky and privileged enough that when I start yelling or raise my voice or something, people will shut up and listen to me. So it's like, <laughs> I at least got that going for, for me. And I, I can see that being a really big struggle sometimes and know that a lot of it has happened at every table. I think, I think the reason why I had such a hard time was because at the time when I started DMing, I was about 10 years experience. Um, only 10? Only yeah, 10 years. Only 10. Playing as a player. Only 10. As playing as a player. It was my first time behind the uh, behind the, the screen. The um, behind the wheel. Yes, because I was driving that, that shit storm. Um, so that's <laughs> essentially what it came to be. Um, and uh, they all had at least five to ten years on me at the time. So it kind of change how that was the especially problematic player in question uh he did not like the idea that uh, someone who was younger than him i think was dming and he he did not vibe with that very well so he didn't take to it and so he was very much gonna get in my face and you know my forever dm my dad who was a player in that campaign um, he was the one who talked that player down and was like, no, you need to cut her some slack. She's doing her best. This is her first time DMing. Chill. And even then, you know, he was being problematic too, but he was being problematic in a different way because he was playing with a lot of, I'm going to do this because it makes sense, but also because I know that it will benefit me later he was thinking more strategically instead of just playing to play and that that's rough especially for a new dm and so i had a lot of 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 work to cut out for me to overcome that that hurdle but um no i overcame it by forcing them to change additions <laughs> uh and it worked new environment that's one way to do it uh wonders what about you? Things that you've had to overcome. And then we'll get to your TikTok question. Are you muted? There we go. Oh, um, yeah, I didn't realize I forgot I was muted. Sorry. Um, honestly, rules lawyers have been my biggest issue that I've had to overcome with my games. Um, people who know all of the monsters, people who know how, you know, all of the mechanics and such things. And then realizing that, oh, yeah, wait, I altered this stat blocker. I did this. Well, that's not how it was written. 
it, it, it turns into that Darth Vader moment for me where it's like, I've changed the static block. Pray that I do not change it further. Like, <laughs> add an extra zero to their health now. Every time you ask a question, right. you get more health. Right. You ask a question about it, I'm going to add an extra zero. Or I'm going to give them a, a, another legendary resistance, or I'm going to do this. You know, just because you know what the rules are as written doesn't mean that it's the rule that's going to be at the table. Mm-hmm. 100%. And when the DM makes a ruling, whether you like it or not, at the time, go with it. You can, if you need, if you feel the need to argue, if it's really that bad, if it's something that's creating a toxic environment, then I can completely understand that. However, if it's just a in the moment ruling because rule of cool prevails versus rules is written, let it go. You can talk to the DM after the after the fact. That's that's been my biggest fight. That's been the the hardest thing that I've had, where I want to be able to do something, but you've got that one player that that's just like, no, this is this is how it's written. Yeah. Um, Jump off. So I know that we have a TikTok question. We also have a chat question. Um, Ooh, chat question? Oh, oh technique. Oh, thank you. Disregard me. Um, but I think we were waiting on the TikTok one first. Yes. So, yes. Wolf, TikTok. what is that TikTok question? The TikTok question was, what is something that as a DM you want new players to do or know? If you don't give me a fully flushed out backstory, that gives me full permission over it. <laughs> no! Okay, mine, mine was, <laughs> yes. mine was I... a little bit more no! inspirational. This is so mean, but I love it. <laughs> I am... Look, you have that because what I did to you. Because, lit- so the as a player, that was what I did to him. I gave him no backstory, and he used it entirely did... against me. <laughs> ground that character into dust. <laughs> Still alive. You know what? I'm right but... there with you. I'm right there with you. Um, so, okay. I say, my thing, it's a little more inspirational. It's, as a new player, it's okay to fail. It's okay to stumble. It's okay to not fully understand things. Talking at a table, if you... Uh, for instance, forget that you are a near eight foot tall Goliath jumping about 20 feet in the air, jumping over a wall onto a thatched roof that the power of gravity and physics is going to carry you through that thatched roof. And you're going to crush that poor horse named Winifred underneath. That's just part of the game, baby. That's just part of the game. That's just a thing that happens. It's okay. That actually happened. That actually I don't, happened. I'm not speaking for It is way too specific for it to be sheer she, She's going way too red for it not no, that wasn't even me. That was another no, player. That was I. <laughs> their secondhand affair. As a DM, I, uh, a player, uh, backyard attorney Tristan on roll call during our uh, uh, games uh, with our previous campaign, did have a ring of jumping. Is a large barbarian Goliath. Did jump over a large wall without knowing what's on the other side. Fell through, uh, and. There's a joke where whenever there's a horse that may or may not die, everyone at the table goes, Winifred! So, yeah, that's a whole, that's a whole thing. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying it's okay to make those mistakes because, because it leads to fun things like that and good story moments, good character. You'll always have something to, 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 you know, to toast to Winifred's honor and life. <laughs> You'll have something to, like go with in the future that you could always talk about and always joke about. So it's okay to fail. Roll with it. 
The things that I want you to know when you step up to my table as a player is, one, I will always ask you to play something you've never played before. Period. End of story. If you've never played D&D at all, play what sounds the most interesting to you. Don't, don't take anyone else's opinions into account. Take your opinion. Party composition doesn't matter. Play what you want. Yeah. It's my job to make sure that you guys end up surviving. My job. That's what I do. He made me into a sorcerer. She made me play magic man. I did. I did indeed. (laughs) The other thing that I want you to know is that ask me questions. If you need clarification, ask me questions. I want to help you. I'm here to do that. If you want to ask me a lore question, I might tell you, hmm, can you roll that for me? Can you make this roll for me? I just, I want to know, like, is it possible? Have you encountered this at all in your life? Maybe. Perhaps. And if you roll high enough, I might give it to you. Other situations, you might just stumble onto lore and I'll be like, well, here you go. (laughs) But ask me questions. If you need something clarified, if you're looking at your character going, I don't really understand this. Ask. Mm-hmm. As a DM, it is my responsibility to help you have the smoothest understanding of the game possible. And I want the experience to be enjoyable for you. Mm-hmm. Ask me questions, please. I'm begging you. <laughs> the jump off of phase thing. Like... Do I want you to play something you've never played before? That'd be fun. However, my question for you is, what sounds cool? What do you want to play? All right. What do you think this player, this character, would be? I have had people that have told me they've had multiple personalities. I've had people tell me they are reincarnated. I've had people tell me they have been essentially a closeted nerd who has been all about all of their history and reading books and has never set a foot outside of a school. To a person who has been raised by druids. To a person who doesn't know their own father because of issues. My question to you is, what have you always wanted to play? What out of everything you've said that you wanted to do? To bounce off of, uh, and you'll forgive me, I can't remember who, who, who said it, but I think it might have been Faye. Who was your favorite, ideally, superhero that you think you'd want to play as? No, that was cool. Wolf. I, wolf yeah. The wolf did? Yeah. Wolf. Like, if you want to play as something specific, I will help you. There are limitations personally in my world that I would say, hey, you can do this, but I'm not going to give you the powers of a god. Because then, how much fun would it be if you were a god and you are playing and you can do snap and everything's done? Mm -hmm. That's not what you're here for. You are here for the challenges. You are here for the experience. You are here to see where this aspect of believe it or not is part of you yourself is going to grow 
is going to experience life. Whether that is you are identified one way and you want to play a different, whether it is you personally are a brainiac, but you want to play as a intelligence number five barbarian smash bang boom because you've always wanted to be that jock who's going to smash the fuck out of everything <laughs> or yeah. you are that jock and you want to play as an artisifer who has created the elixir of everlasting life and you don't want to share it with anybody because you don't feel they are worthy what you are going to bring to my table is what do you want to be? And I will tell you the limits of what my world can offer. And there are very few limits of what my world can offer. So when you are going to a DM, your questions should be, what am I allowed to play? What does your world offer? And can I experience such and such in this world? That's me. Going on to, to, to Wolf and Danny, because I'm monopolizing. Go. <laughs> Monopoly. Wolf, you want to go? I was just going to say, I actually just have a point to something that Rafi said a second ago. You're talking about, you know, you're not going to give them the power of a god because you can just... Not that Pangers will be done with it. I'm going to point you back to uh, God of War for just a second. Okay. All right. I want to say it was the second game in the series. Kratos is literally the God of War. True. His entire goal is to fight Zeus. He takes that power, and that power gets drained away from him. Okay, but even before that, he still has a challenge because even as a god, even as somebody who has omnipotent power over war, he still has to face off against the other gods. So there, even with that, there is still a place within a story for it. It's what are you willing to accommodate as a dungeon master as much as what is the player willing to accommodate for their character? It may not be right for that particular story, but there's always a place for it at the table at some point. It could also, to jump off of that, it could also be one of those situations where it's the god doesn't even realize that they are a god. It could be one of those situations where um, the almighty creators of the universe went, um, no, you're being a nuisance. Go down, be a mortal. Goodbye. And have yeah. all of their godly powers stripped from them, and thus you're playing a character straight from scratch who's like, I don't know who I am. I have amnesia. And then all throughout the game, it's like every once in a while, it's like, roll percentage dice. You have a 1% chance to do a godly thing. And they don't know that, but they roll a 1 and, oh, look, you did a godly thing. How strange. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> like, like, does it, yeah, do we? Uh, Danny. Yes. All right. Um, For me, the, the only thing I really ask that someone, like, bring to the table is just even if it is just the basic understanding of their character sheet it's um i don't need a backstory we for for descending to avernus i worked with each of the characters throughout the first chapter figuring out their full backstory and how i was gonna flesh it into my story and whatnot 
Um, and that's just how I was. I, I worked that out with them. But I asked that they understood what everything meant on their sheet. I, I don't want to stop the game because they don't know how to do perception checks or how to do this or whatever this is kind of thing. It, it kind of just slows down the story a little bit. So it's just, just, just have a basic understanding of your character sheet. If you need help building it, we can build it together. But ask me, and I will help you that. But um, I don't like stopping a session, pulling out D&D Beyond, opening up your character sheet, and telling you what you can and cannot do. Yeah. Um, I have a question, actually, for uh, our player. Uh, what, as a, you know, a player... Do you wish when you first started playing, do you wish that like your DM had talked to you about since just so we can get the other side of that coin and then we're going to get the technicist's sick question? Yes, um, Riley. Yes, yeah, Riley. Yeah, we had this talk. Let's yeah. go. Um, I love to hear this answer. Oh my goodness. Um, well, me as a person, I'm not very... Uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of other um, uh, <laughs> people, uh, you know, have this thing. Um, but when I come into a D&D uh, &D session, I don't really have any expectations. I'm just here, and I'm just having fun. And, uh, you know, if, if uh, I, I... There's nothing really that, like, you know, I wish happen when I'm a you know when I'm a player or when I'm like you know um you know in uh you know all that stuff um but I'm pretty sure others uh would have a different answer <laughs> I'm okay, just happy to be here to... I'm... but if you're coming into if you're coming into my table for instance you and yeah. I have never played together mm -hmm. what is the first thing that you're going to ask me about the game what's the one thing that you're going to want to know coming into that game uh, how traumatic can I make my character? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fair. That's a fair point. I see why we get along. <laughs> the trauma. <laughs> um, so we are going to move on to Technesis's question. Um, have we ever put someone or something from real life into any of our games? My answer is 100% absolutely I have multiple times, and some of them probably don't even realize it personally i have taken aspects of myself and i put them into several different npcs that the players have run across and some have recognized it but the majority of you have not and it's still hilarious to realize that a lot of you have just skimmed over a lot of different things that to be I fair, personally... all of your NPCs are multifaceted. How am I supposed <laughs> to pick out the one little kernel You're of you out of You're supposed to know everything, NPC? Faye. You're the co-DM. You're know supposed to know everything. No. But I don't. I'm sorry. I'm not wow. omnipotent. Um, wow. I think personally as a DM, being able to take an aspect of yourself or yourself and putting, your, putting into your world as an NPC, a non- player character is uh, therapeutic. Um, being mm -hmm. able to have yourself come across people that have abilities that you could never dream of 
and that you can help. Like, that is phenomenal for me. Personally, if I ever ran across anybody that is able to do things that I can't, which one, I do on a daily. All of you that create art that I cannot do, I love you. You're amazing. And we I wish I could artists. do what you're doing. We love our artists. Thank you. I would love Especially to be able to my do that. sister. <laughs> I can't do that. Not so at be, all. Not at all. But you know be, who can? Mac the Art Man. Mac the Art Man can. <laughs> yes. But, like, in regards to that, like, being able to have yourself as what you consider a standard NPC, standard human being, and or whatever race you identify as, gender-wise or not, Coming across people that can do things that you cannot do is kind of inspiring in my in in, in my personal belief. That would be like IRL suddenly having Batman, The Flash, or Superman, or any superhero you can think of that you've run across suddenly appear in your world and do something in front of you, and you're literally just mm -hmm. jaw drops fifteen feet to the ground. Yeah. That is what adventurers are like. Yep. To yeah. normal people. Definitely. So yep. I would encourage you to create yourself, if you can, as an NPC that your party's going to come across. Because one, it gives you the experience of interacting with people that can do things more than you. And two, you get to help people that can do things that are, that are beyond your expertise beyond your purview yeah. of what you, your person, personal self can do. But yeah. that's just me. So, Dan, um, you haven't had much ability because you've been running the module. So have you yeah. put anything in Invernus? That's the... Um, I, I've yet to put someone from real life in there. I have put <laughs> aspects of myself in characters, though. So it's like, I have done that, and I have dropped in random NPCs from other campaigns that I've uh, been part of. One of my friends, she has a, a home through campaign. She's out, she's the main DM from our group, I guess you could say. She's the one that uh, we all got together for. Um, mm -hmm. And I have used like some of some of her characters. And it, it's just really funny since we we all play in that campaign, we all play in this campaign, but you know, one of us DMs and the rest of us play it, play kind of thing. Where it's like they'll they they went up to Candlekeep and the armor the armorer from there happened to just be the same armorer from her world just 50 years younger Ooh. and she she had an absolute freak out on that when <laughs> i introduced them and then started describing them and she's like hey wait wait a second that's and always fun so yeah i've done that um but now that we're getting actually into avernus and down there and i've had months to like think of it I probably will start like using different aspects of like people that I've met or whatnot just to kind of flesh them out a little bit. Yes, with Avernus, it does tell you how would this NPC react. I skim over that. I might read every second word. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Angry. Happy. Yes. Understandable. Fair. Have a nice yes. day. <laughs> um, as for like me and putting things into my world, I will decline to answer. The reason why is because um, you'll have to watch. Every to find single out. one of you is oh. on it. 
Oh Why no. Why didn't you click the answer, Faye? No. <laughs> answer now. Write me out. I like that I'm response. I like, yeah. I like that response, Faye. Wolf, what it's a good you? response. Uh, all the time. Absolutely all the time. I will absolutely put people that I know. I'll put characters from other games. I will put uh, aspects of the real world into my game. Uh, it just it, it makes things flow easier in my head when I'm doing session prep because I can take the personality of somebody that I interact with on a regular basis and make them a character that I can work with for my campaign. You know, I can take something about you know, going to a shop and knowing that they carry a very specific item and put that into the game so that I know it's there every time. Especially if it's something that the the players are gonna use. Um it's just it's just it makes it so much easier in, in my head. Yeah, yeah. I think plus when it's somebody that you really don't like and you make them the uh, big bad just you can watch your players beat down on them. Very cathartic. <laughs> Yes, kill them for me. <laughs> uh, I think, I mean, I have a really, it's a kind of an easy slash cop-out slash plug of an answer. Um, my entire last mini campaign was like, okay, what if we did Las Vegas, but magic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was magic. Yes, 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 I want to play. Give me, give me, so, give me. Give me, give me. Yeah, that's what, uh, that Viva, freaking awesome. that's what I love Viva that. Los Vartos was all about, was just magical Vegas. It was great. We had a blast. What happens there stays My, my cleric worked at one of the drive through <laughs> churches that did oh, weddings. Naughty. Oh, Solid. man. Right for church. Nice. Very nice. She was. It was. It's so wonderful. You can check that on YouTube. But yes, I have. I am not. Shameless <laughs> plug. Like nice plug there. Shy. It was smooth. It was smooth plug. Don't. We don't have to bring it. Shameless. So, but I. I am very much a fan. I mean, I brought up for the group. We make jokes of it still about sweetgrass. <laughs> I wonder what that is. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, sweetgrass plays into a lot in the Far Strider campaign. So yeah, there's a whole yeah. like yeah, there's so many things. <laughs> I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of like bringing in like nods, references, like entire like entire cities, but things like that. I just feel like one, it's really fun. Two, it's like for newer mm -hmm. players or people who are getting into it, it's very relatable. It's very like, hey, I know that thing. I know Las Vegas. Like, I can yeah. get into this. Like, it makes it so a little yep. bit more like, as much as I want to say like tangible for this a game of imagination and click like math rocks. It gives something like sturdy ground to hold on to. Yeah. All right. Um, we um, do have another chat question. Yeah. Chat question. Um, oh, I, I want this. I'm taking this first. Mine's real easy because it just happened not too long ago. So, all right. So, what is the one yes and moment that you have instantly regretted? Brandon, kick it off. So, there may be not a time in the past month or so, maybe a little more, where a uh, <laughs> uh, there was a sting operation where there was a uh, suspected uh, vampire attack who was attacking magical people in the side of the capital city. And the crew was like, we're going to find him. Don't worry, police. We got this. And they did the sting operation. <coughs> and during this, um, because of I like to do rule of cool and I like whenever, because I want like how you want to do this and things like that is very important. And I like having them describe it. Uh, a player who shall not be named, who's definitely not part of this discussion, <laughs> um, shot the individual in the chest where they had noticed there was some glowing and like, magic and runes and 
just murked the guy, but inside was a contraption that was holding uh, various vials and things of different magic schools. And so he turned into a pile of goo, and this magical <laughs> goo, um, the player's brain went, I want to touch it. But what if I touched it? <laughs> and it went really badly. And then, because of literal, the literal dice gods, uh, I went, yes, oh, sure, you can touch it. Just like, yeah. And like I was like, yeah, it's fine. And then I rolled for it because I was like, there's no way it's going to be good. They're like, 95% of the things that are going to happen are bad. Oh, long short of it, a wish spell happened because um, the dice rolled for a ninth level spell. The player <clears throat> went, I'm going to use wish to uh, change and re-roll that uh, roll that just happened. And now is uh, resistant to all damage for uh, 14 days. And any spell that requires a spell attack is an auto success for 13 days. So I yeah, what you're saying that's one that you regretted because that sounds amazing because there's it was, a certain so NPC. it was so bad because the first time i rolled a nat one and it was like okay you're gonna die but before you do you get a ninth level spell and i was like wish allows you to re-roll a roll and then i got a nat 20 <laughs> and then yeah rolled it was it was it was it, yeah it was insane about what happened and the reason why i'm i don't like it is because this player has a specific very specific important npc that i don't want them to go fight but i have no reason or way to stop them from doing not it. anymore not for the next 14 days listen tragic it's always yes and I should have said yes and but <laughs> always yes and, <laughs> yes and but <laughs> in, so, res yeah. in response I don't think I have a yes and moment I've regretted even when it's turned out to not be great um, I, I think that chaos is fun so oh, chaos is super fun <laughs> oh, I just chaos, that's so the fact you're just gonna go pub stomp your dad <laughs> um <laughs> I was gonna say personally my yes and moment was it's kind of hard to toss up. It's a toss up between the aspect that Faye is playing versus the aspect of what I am considering for the player that I have, which is Lilith, which is a yes and on for what they are doing. I have things planned, chat. For both of these characters, that will be lots of fun. That um, I cannot stress enough. Look into my eyes again. Soak just right here, okay? Consent. Talk to your players. Talk to your DM always. If you have an idea, always go and talk to them because it's better to bring it up now than to sit there and start typing in yellow, 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 red, 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 fucking banana yeah. or per or whatever it is that you have. <laughs> it's not yellow. Yeah. Okay. It's always pineapple. It's always pineapple. In my campaign, there are certain things that for certain players will trigger them. And unfortunately for them, they have decided to go along the path that might decide to trigger them. However, thematically, it is going to be phenomenal because they themselves get to experience it and I myself get to show them what happens. So my yes and 
is a toss-up between what I get to do with Lilith, which is a character, which is a vampire, versus yes and with Faye's character and what I have planned for them. And the runner-up for third place is Eo's character, which is Riley. Yeah, you can go out of the screen. Well, bye! Is Disappearing's not going to save you. Get back here, sis. My players have chosen the very, 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 if not edge lord, but they have chosen to have their backstories either open enough that I can toss some stuff at them, or this is what I want to do. Okay, this is what I'm going to toss at you because this is what the world I have is going. So... To jump off of the yes and, by yes and includes communication. Always talk to your players, always talk to your DM. Doesn't matter if you think it's not anything, it could be something big. Yeah. yeah. Very because what your, what your DM takes for granted could be either a trigger or a sensitive spot for you where you sit there and go, warning sign, warning sign, this is starting to make me uncomfortable. Very true. So... That's my yes and. I want to hear Wolf. What you got? I have I have two, but it's not from my game. Oh. Hmm. These are from games that. So, on Tuesday nights, I play Starfinder with another guy, uh, who's Josh, who is a phenomenal DM. However, we are the chaos, <laughs> <laughs> and and so. <laughs> We constantly make him regret giving us things or doing things. The first one, uh, our crew was sent out to deal with some pirates. Space pirates. Yeah. Oh, space. Oh, shit. Space pirates. Space yeah. Pirates. yeah. And uh, so we get out to where we're going. We deal with the pirates. And we find this um, storage container crate of, like, platinum. And the way he described it was that it was filled wall to wall, floor to ceiling. And he described it as like a cargo container, like you would get for like you know, transporting across you know the 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 ocean liners or whatever. Yeah, the big ones. Oh yeah, just oh. packed of platinum. <laughs> oh god! And so Money. one of our players Money. took that, took all those dimensions and the and the real life currency and the and and dollars, and translated it to credits real time. <laughs> in the game. Oh. <laughs> oh. That was his first that was his first mistake because we instantly became billionaires. Yeah, that's oh boy. <laughs> oh, no. oh boy. All about the that money, one, yo. Scrooge McDonald. Yeah. So <laughs> literally we had we we could just upgrade anytime we wanted to because we could always afford it. <laughs> the second one was in Starfinder there's a lot of unwritten rules or there's, there's rules that don't make a lot of sense. And a lot of times he'll allow us to bring stuff over from Pathfinder because it's what's based off of. Starfinder does not have a permanency spell. Pathfinder does. So he allowed me to port that from Pathfinder into Starfinder. Oh. To which I used it to give everybody on the team comprehend languages and tongues permanently. Oh, shit. You guys just became <laughs> the best businessmen in the galaxy. Damn. Why? 
Well, he so asked literally, himself that. All of, all of his um, language-based puzzles and everything just went out the window. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> what because is we could always understand it, and yeah. Fun for us, but it, it it threw a massive wrench in his game. Yeah, I can see how he would be like, ah, yeah. I've I've chosen poorly. I have made an error. <laughs> I didn't I think this right through well enough. Was the I'm thing. Just picturing him sitting there, going, so, I guess that means I chose death today. <laughs> yeah. 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 Danny, anything happened with you in Avernus so far? Um. Well, it's like I've been lucky enough where I, I, I like. Maybe I it, like I regretted it to begin with, but then over time we're like, no, nah, this is fine. Like I've never had anything where it's like, oh shit, why did I do that? There was a, I'm I call it a lapse in communication between me and a player that uh, ended up with them re-rolling a new character and her leading stream crying. Oh that, that was no, my bad there. But oh, no. we talked about it afterwards, and she's like, I overreacted. I'm like. Eh. No, no, it's fine. It's miscommunication. So, in Avernus, at some point, they came, they uh, come across a a portal, a demon portal, that is bringing demons from uh, Bathmit into there, into Avernus. And um, I'm before session, I'm the type of person who overthinks. I'm like, how does this portal work? How do I want this portal to work? Because my players are going to find something to do this. So I'm like, well, Bashman doesn't want anyone to come back through the portal who he hasn't already sent. So on his side, it's Planeer Shift. On the other side, it's Banishment. Any of his guys just get banished back onto their plane of existence. Because that's just how it works. And anyone who he doesn't want coming back there doesn't end up there. Because that's not how that works. Oh, and I'm like, yeah, no. that, that's how it's going to work. So during the fight, a whole bunch of uh, of minotaurs come through it, and first round of combat. My 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 my. So this character, his name is Dingaling. At least the name fits. <laughs> like a bell. <laughs> they are a Kanku monk, but oh. they look like a shoe build stork. Ooh, Ooh monk. Yes, so, monk. So it's a shoe build stork, and I allow them to take the um. I think it was an unearthed arcana that didn't pass at the time, the Ascended Dragon Monk one, which allows yeah. them to use key points to get draconic wings. And of course, this motherfucker, I go through the portal. I, I'm like, you can't jump that far. There's like 25 feet of demon icker water. I use my key points to give myself dragon wings and run towards the portal. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yep. 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 They dis. You disappear. Well, where am I? I'm like, I read banishment. They get sent back to their plane of existence. Okay. Okay. You're back in Faron. I, I can get them back. I, I read banishment. If this spell lasts for one minute, it's permanent. Well, fuck. This is a permanent banishment spell. There's no one concentrating on it. So we we go through like some RP. I I put them back in their monastery. They meet their their master and like give them some like info on this and then. Plan was master as a freaking spell scroll of planier shift, get him back to Avernus. My player, I don't know if misunderstood or wanted to go this way. When the master asked, Do you want to return to your friends or do you want to stay and teach the rest of the monks how to do this ascended dragon thing? Because that was their whole point. I want to get my race their wings back. That as Kankus, their wings got taken away at some point, and 
their whole backstory and everything was they wanted to get their race, their wings back. So I, I gave them that ultimatum. Do you want to go back to Avernus or do you want to stay and teach the monks? I'll stay. Let me say this again. I'll stay. All right. We flash back to Avernus. End of the, towards the end of the session, I'm going to need you to roll up a new character. Like if, if Dingaling's not coming back to Avernus and staying in Faerun, there's not much we can do here. And then it's like when I, when I said we need to roll a new character, it's funny, I have a Twitch clip out of this. We, we hear that character, who died? And it's like all the other players, it's like, you did. You, 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 you left. You just, said, you just said you'd stay. And then it's like, wait, Ding died? No! I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> and then like two minutes later, you, she just dropped out of our Discord call. Oh no! Wouldn't respond to my text oh, for the no. rest of the evening. Ended up talking to her. She made a new character. Really like this new character. It's a uh, a halfling swashbuckler rogue. Oh, Ooh. so it's like yeah, yeah it's very kneecaps. <laughs> very yeah, excited for that. that. Yeah. And now I have their other character who might make an appearance in the finale, bringing nice. a whole bunch of monk monks to help them. Because it's like if if you guys, I'm sure you can guess with Avernus, there is. There's a lot of blood wars going on down there, demons and what? devils fighting. Oh no, no not at all. So, so <laughs> not, yeah, so they they might need some backup, and what better backup than fucking Dingaling and his draconic wings flying nice. towards us? The name gets me. Nice. <laughs> all right, we're gonna have a Fay Fay going ahead and close out the question, and then I'll give you guys an opportunity yeah. to plug yourselves before we head out for the night. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I <laughs> so. My yes and actually wasn't from when I was DMing. My yes and was caused by me, but it was for my forever DM dad. And um, he <laughs> he made a mistake. So in one of the campaigns I was playing in, I was playing a, uh, this was a 3.5 campaign. Um, I was playing a human priestess to Joaquin who took on Corallon's faith in order to be able to cast spells in his church. Well, just after that incident, they go into the woods and they stumble upon a unholy book. And so she's like, I'm the only one who can deal with this, but I don't know if it's a good idea. And so she casts Augury, she asks her questions, and she's like, I, I can't, in my good conscience, leave this here. It just doesn't feel right. So she ends up going through the process of consecrating it and passes out for 24 hours. In the span of that 24 hours, she's going under a metamorphosis where she's becoming an elf. Oh, She fine. loses her Whoa. entire faith to Joaquin. All of her gear gets transformed. She can no longer wear her shit. She goes from being 5 foot 2 to 6 foot. Her hair turns white. Complete, like, complete race change, complete new character write up. All of her stats jump. She gets a bunch of different spells and all of these things. I don't know what's happening. So I'm sitting there for the next hour writing out all of these spell lists. My character became the, an ECL of 18. I was not allowed to level for like two levels because I started, no, no, longer than that, actually. Let's see. We were in an 11th level. I was an 11th level character. So that's more like seven levels, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. I was allowed to level for seven levels. Um, and she became a angel in needing to prove 
herself to Coraline. That was her, her metamorphosis. That's what happened. While she was undergoing this metamorphosis in the next 24 hours, the party disbanded. Oh, jeez. Because someone decided that they were going to shoot an acid sack that the wizard was handling that then exploded because the acid, when shot through, landed on the magical item beneath it, which, by the way, when magical items are destroyed, they explode. So he died. That that character fucking Shit. died. Damn. Brutal. And everyone went their separate ways. The only person who stayed wow. was the true neutral druid who waited for me to come back. Problem is, is that when my character woke up, she went, oh, hell no. And then proceeded to use her once a year wish and reversed time oh, by 24 no. hours. Damn. But God. kept her consciousness... So, reverse time. The timelines changed rapidly because the party's done stupid shit in the span that she's been unconscious. And she's now pointing her weapons at the party member who shot the acid sack and goes, put your weapons away or I'll shoot you. Damn. I'll kill you here and now. And my dad has regretted it ever since. (laughs) (laughs) You guys wonder why I have her... As my co DM, you wonder why. That's She's amazing. A little crazy. <laughs> that character succinctly said ended up becoming the right hand of Coralon in my dad's world. Damn, that's He's now awful. an archangel. Very cool. Very cool. Nice. All right. Well, I think that we are coming up on time. Um, I want to thank you all again for joining me for this. Um, we're gonna real quick uh, round robin, going ahead and re uh, reboot yourselves, guys. Danny, yeah, that starts with me. I again am Danny Hurt One from Danny Hurt One. One day I'll come <laughs> up with a better name than that. Um, Twitch streamer under that same handle. D and D streams are on Thursdays always. I am DMing one of them, playing in another, and then I do also stream on Sundays. A co-stream with my little brother, who is also a streamer. We are currently playing Phasmophobia. Which oh, is God, a super no. fun game. Oh, super fun. I don't know if you got, you guys love it or hate it. And then on Mondays is kind of my variety stream where I uh, where I do like my DM prep and kind of whatever else. And then you can also find me on Twitter. I'm on there way, way, way too much at uh, at DannyHurt11. All right. But yeah, Wolf. that's me. Uh, yeah, you can find me uh, on TikTok, uh, the underscore DM underscore Wolf. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, um, Instagram, all over the all over the place under either the DM Wolf or Behind the Dice. Uh, I also have the Behind the Dice podcast where you can listen to me and my dear friend Phoebe discuss various aspects of the hobby, like we've been doing here tonight. Um, we try to put those out about once a month. And you can find us pretty much anywhere podcasts are uh, distributed. Yeah, we are. All right, Faye. I'm a little more prepared this time, guys. Uh, you can <laughs> nice. find me on TikTok under Faye Charms, F A E 
and then charms. That should that should be simple. Um, you can find my Patreon under the same name, Faye Charms. Uh, and I am the co-DM or the sub-DM for uh, Nat One Adventures. I DM Farstrider and I'm a player in Nat One Adventures, so you know, come on over. Um, I also have a Twitter handle under Faye Charms as well. Should be easy enough to find. Um, yeah, I brand is the same across all the across all the margins. I hope to see you there. Nice, nice. All right, Riley. Uh, you can find me uh, nowhere because I'm kind of boring. I got no uh, Twitter or uh, other shit. But you, you can exist. find me <clears throat> on, uh, yeah, I don't exist. Uh, my online footprint is practically non-existent. But uh, you can find me on that one, Avengers. Uh, I play a character in both of their lovely uh, campaigns. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, Raspy. Well, I just plugged it in there, but uh, I am the primary um, DM on Nat One Adventures. You can find that on most of your podcast streaming stuff. Uh, I did uh, in, put it down there. Also on TikTok, Raspy underscore Screams is my handle on there. I'm trying to post more stuff other than that. Um, yeah, I get to deal with these two jokers. Well, I can never do the thing. But Riley and Faye on <laughs> uh, on my weekly podcast. So yeah, that's what I got. All right, Brandon. So uh, if you're a friend of the channel, I am uh, normally here every Friday when we can to for a roll call. Um, I also am Tragic Backstory um, on Twitch. I'm hopefully going to get into streaming. Uh, yeah, back into streaming again, um, and then uh, TikTok some at some point. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, I don't really have much of a social other than here, but please come back uh, in a week when we're doing more Vartek, when you guys get to see uh, outside of Magical Las Vegas. And Magical I am Simurk. Uh, you can find me here. You can find me on TikTok under Simurk, Twitter under Simurk, Instagram under Simurk. Uh, you can also find me on the RPG table Saturdays at 2 p.m. Eastern and until underscore May on Thursdays 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and coming soon Tuesdays as well. Um... Thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, Thank you all to the guests for coming and being a part of this. I would love to do this again sometime in the future. Um, We'll do it. Thank you for having us. I will will literally tell Cy we have to do it again. Don't you worry. (laughs) Thank you so much for having us, honestly. Yeah, I know. This has been fun. I I like doing a more chilled, laid-back kind of stream, so this has been nice. Um, But thank you guys once again. Thanks. I hope that you all have a wonderful night, um, and we will see you next Friday. Deuces. Bye.